Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. Hey, Don, what's going on? Uh, not a lot. Continuing to uh, knock out little changes to the little tool I built for our team. Um, it's going well uh, while being a, a low maintenance item for now. So um, it's been good. Been a little bit of a learning experience. So um, other than that, not much. Started football season, so been doing some on-field officiating. What about you? Uh, let's see. I don't remember what I said last time. Um, you know, I've been learning Go and working with Go services, uh, service-oriented architecture. That's been pretty, a lot of learning there. I'm back in doing front end. We needed an interface for one of the services. So I am back in the middle of JavaScript front end, single page apps and react again. And sure. So I'm kind of like building up our standard for those types of interfaces. And we had our article, we had our episode last time on buy versus build on authentication. And that is now my big project um, is to make this, do the research so that as a company, we can make a choice on how to set up authentication services. So we are uh, at the very beginning of that, but I'll be doing interviews with um, various salespeople of auth companies um, in the next little week. So that nice. is, that's what's going on with me. Um, I sent you a link a few, about a week ago, I think. And it was to a, there's a company called Moonlight which if I remember right, it's essentially a collective or it could be an agency for all I know now um, that basically has remote workers that can, you know, help help with staff augmentation and stuff for various companies. And the, the guy named Philip, Philip Thomas, the co-founder wrote a blog post. We'll put this in the show notes called Startup Shouldn't Hire a CTO. Um, and the summary is, in a startup, one founder usually runs engineering as a CTO, but if no founder takes the title, it does not mean there is a vacancy. Learn about career development, blah, blah, blah. So his, his stance is hiring, hiring a CTO too early can cause problems in the future. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I, I know what he said. And we talked a little bit about this back in May when we talked about the life cycles of uh, the stages of the CTO life cycle. Um, I think his, his point was if you hire a CTO or, or more importantly, place the CTO on someone who isn't necessarily ready for everything that's that that title entails you're setting yourself up for future problems yeah um this this comes back to the standard it depends um i i get what he's saying and he's not wrong in that if you put the title cto on the wrong person 
you're going to have to fire or demote that person at some future point if they don't, um, if they're not able to grow into that overarching managerial, largely managerial role. Um, but that doesn't mean that a startup shouldn't hire a CTO. It, yeah. it, it just means you got to evaluate who you're, who you're given the title to. Um, I, if you have, if you have a very technical co-founder, um, and, and even if, if it's a person who's, who's a very, very technical, very developer, um, and then you have a, a business co-founder, um, it really doesn't matter one way or the other, whether that person gets the CTO title, um, at at the beginning, they should just be the co-founder. Um, and, and if you have to delineate tasks, then yes, they get the technical tasks. Um, you leave the decision whether to slap the title on that person, um, for a future date, unless they're really wanting that title. Um, and if they want the title, then you have to figure out why, and you have to figure out, uh, if they're the right fit for it. So that's, that was my initial reaction was kind of, eh, I, I get it, but not really. Um, what did you think? Well, the title's clickbait. And I think the title is woefully inadequate because, you, like you said, it depends. But that it is completely wrong to paint a brush with all startups and say you shouldn't hire CTO because you may have problems down the road. As a startup, you're going to have problems down the road. It doesn't ma- like hiring someone with a title isn't the least of your concerns over the long term, but. I, when you're small, you need to hire people that can do multiple things. And yes, if you are hiring someone and their only skill is coding and, and and like application development, and they can't manage people, they can't hire people, they can't talk to business people or to customers, then yeah, they're not going to be a CTO. But if you... I have, so I guess, like, let's say you try to hire me for a startup and you tell me, I read an article that says I shouldn't hire CTO. So I'm not going to hire you, Randy, with 20 plus years of experience doing all these things and you can work your way into the CTO role. I'll just pass immediately because you don't don't really understand what I'm able to do. And I've had a CTO role before. So you're passing on, you're passing on someone. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm basically saying I'm qualified to do your, the job you need, but you're going to be passing on me because you read this article and are following this hard line about don't hire CTO. And my, I think my bigger point is look at your needs, let your needs drive who you hire. And let, you, and let their needs, like the people you're hiring, they're going to have needs too. And some of those needs are, I'm not going to take a backwards role with your startup when I've been a CTO of a startup before. If you hire someone on and they don't have any technical skills, don't make them a CTO. Like I've seen that a lot of times too, where someone was like, well, I was a co-founder. I needed a title. I, I said, I'll just do the computer stuff. And they're right. CTO. And I'm like, oh, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're doing. So yeah, that's that's the same thing, but it's so it's a blanket statement like that is really just bad, I think. 
Because if you are a startup and you're able to hire someone that can manage people and the technical side and the people side of that role, and you just say, well, we have a, you know, a policy on we're not going to hire someone based on what these articles are saying. I think you're going to shoot yourself in the foot on getting the right talent you need. If you draw lines in the sand on that kind of thing. Um, Now I, now on the flip side, the point of if you hire a strong technical person, you make them the CTO and then they can't do the rest of the, the task, mainly on the people side, you may need to demote them because you're going to have to go hire someone that can do all of it or at least the people side. That's okay. Like in my mind, you tell, like you should have a conversation with every single employee at, at your company, every single partner and team member. What are you expected to do? This is what every year or every quarter you're aiming to do. And if you're not doing all those things, <clears throat> which will fulfill a CTO role, it shouldn't come as a shock when you need to make a change. It's if you suddenly all of a sudden come out of the blue two years in and say, you're getting demoted because you aren't doing these things that we never talk about. Right. Then I'm sorry about these cats in the background. They're going crazy. Um, the, then yeah, you've, you've managed the whole thing poorly. It doesn't matter about that title. You didn't communicate to someone what they needed to be doing for their job. And so I've been, I've been interviewed by people that were CTOs of startups and they're looking to hire a director of engineering. And Usually that means I want you to talk to the devs. I want you to manage the devs because I'm too busy doing it with the other stuff I may be doing as CTO. But then I, as, as I interview with them, I'm like, oh, wait, you don't, you're not CTO material. You're just a coder who just doesn't want to deal with the people side. And so I've seen that and it does right. happen. But I still... If you are a startup and, you're, and you are tech relate, like if technology is a core piece of your company, to just go with an individual contributor or a quote unquote manager because an article says, don't hire CTO, you're too early to the game. I think you're limiting yourself greatly because look at what, I mean, if you take a look at the history of Aspire EDU, the way that you all did it looks like the textbook way to do it. And you were a CTO from day yeah. one with them. Yeah. And, 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 and I wasn't a CTO because I was the first coder. I was a CTO because I needed to lead the technical effort. Yeah. So, so it, it, you is, is one of those scenarios where you had, we had to have one because we had a, a, one of the co-founders was, the idea person, the person who who brought the idea to the table, had the industry contacts, um, had the the um, industry knowledge, and all that. Yeah. And on the other side, I joined in to help bring all the technical pieces together to build it out. Um, I will say, I think there's people spouting opinions on the internet don't bother me. They do it all the time and, and, yeah. and it is what it is. I do think there's one danger here um, following this uh, it, as listed. Um, and 
That is, what if you're looking for funding and you go and mm-hmm. I, the, the business co-founder and John Doe, who's an excellent engineer, um, but not a manager, um, is the other co-founder. We go to get funding Who's going, which of the funders are going to ask, okay, so is he the CTO? Yeah. And how are you going to answer that? If the answer is no, he's the, he's the vice president of engineering or, or he's just the technical co-founder. Some will probably be okay with just saying he's the technical co-founder and here's his credentials and that's fine. But if you get yourself pushed into naming him the CTO, you've got a problem. Um, So, uh, that doesn't disqualify him from being that technical co-founder. It's just something you have to consider is what are we going to do when we get to the funding stage? Yeah. How are we going to address this problem? Because it will come up. It, it, thinking it won't come up is, is silly. Well, I mean, the whole idea of a chief role is interface with lots of people, um, at least by the definition I've always known it to be. And you are of the technical technology face, like, like you said, to investors, to potential clients, people that are concerned with the technical aspect of your company want to know who is leading this stuff. The CTO is the one that can stand up, wear a business suit into a meeting with other business dressed people and pull it off and then turn around and put on shorts and a t-shirt and perhaps code and pair with people that are on the ground floor working, so to speak. So the, the CTO title is window dressing to that effect. It is there. It is there for more than just, I make decisions. It's definitely a role that stands for something to the non-technical aspects of the company. And I know that I've seen, I know companies that have been like, we need a CTO because VCs don't take us seriously right now. And we only have coders. And I can't say that they did anything wrong by waiting. They basically got feedback from their investment investors that said, we expect you to have someone more senior if we're going to give you this amount of money. And they determined that their technology people weren't in that boat. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that they're making an adjustment based on what they need now, but it's it, if you're at a company and your tech and technology is a core piece of what you do, so that it hurt, like a bad decision affects the business. You want someone that can talk to the business side and handle the tech side, and those folks tend to have experience, and those folks tend to have different title needs. Um, for that, let me let me poke at, the, uh, at something you just said and compare it to what's in the the, the blog post. Sure. Um, and and you said if you have a technical if you have a technical product, um, and that's that's what the author um, says is that's the one point where he could see having a CTO is if you had a technical product like a database or an API. Yeah. Um, and my, re- my reaction to that is, well, unless I'm out there opening a restaurant, 
a lot of businesses nowadays are technical businesses. So I'm not real yeah. sure what the, the point was. Um, yes. Even, construction even, specialties, construction specialties doing, doing what we do. We don't need a CTO, so to speak. Um, even if I didn't exist, that company ran fine without one for years before I, I joined. Um, but to, to just brush it off, like, unless your product is a database or an API, I, I, I disagree with that. But even to the point of the restaurant, restaurants, their payment systems um, and their delivery order systems are a big piece of what large volume restaurants do now, especially franchising. So you could find technology as a lot, like is still a big piece. If you're starting a sandwich shop, I could see where you don't need it, but it's, there's just so much nuance with this, how you would make a choice that I just feel like the article is, I think there, (laughs) so here's the other side of this. If you are selling technical labor, your best customers are ones that don't have a CTO because you are talking to non-technical people that depend on you, the vendor, way more than a CTO normally would. Sure. So I'm not saying that this is the play that uh, the writer, the author was making. I'm just saying that when I, my life is easier as a contractor when I don't have to debate technical philosophy with a client. When I find out what their problems are and their long-term needs, and I can help them make technical choices based on my experience and their business experience, we come to an agreement much faster than when I talk to a CTO who has a whole lot of things that they want and not to say that it's a conflict, it just means it takes us a lot longer to come to a choice to get sales done, to get work planned, because you may have different philosophies on solving the same problem. So I can see where if you're selling technical labor, the less CTOs you deal with is better for your overall closing number on jobs. Sure. Well, I, I, I you know what? I thought the same thing. Um, I, I was going down the same path. I was actually going down the opposite path. Like, what are you doing? You're scaring away people. Um, yeah. You're scaring away actual uh, people to sign in on your, on your platform. Um, and, and I started to look through what they had as far as people who were on their platform. Um, and they, they've got plenty of people with the, the CTO um, title in their, in their description. Um, so if, if I'm a CTO on that platform now, I'm going to be like, what are you doing to me? You, yeah. you, you're, you're, you're taking away my ability to go be a C-level officer in a company the, uh, based on your blog post. Why do I need to give you my business? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I, I th- th- there were a couple ways to take that for, as far as the, um, the author's intent. Now we, we don't know intent and, and, and at least not intent even, but the, um, 
the ramifications of it, possible ramifications of it. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm also gonna go the flip the the whole discussion on the importance of the CTO title because I'm someone that right now working. <clears throat> the name of our podcast is CTO Think. You and I have both been in and out of CTO roles. I am currently not a CTO. Um, I'm really cool with that <laughs> based on everything that's going on like in my life. So <clears throat> it's a title that in our field of technology, it is kind of the, the top of the line title. But it means so much. And I see um, jokes on online about how someone who is a VP of something at LinkedIn will meet the CTO of a startup who is 15 years younger and has no qualification to be a VP at their firm, but is a CTO of a small startup. And they're just, they are kind of like knocking down why how t- titles don't mean anything. And I understand that. I get it. Um, But there is something to be said for if you give the title to someone and you know those responsibilities that they need to cover and they are fulfilling that, then that's fine. It doesn't really matter that the scale of CTO at LinkedIn is different than scale at a three-person firm or a four-person firm. You're always trying to make the the title and the responsibilities be fulfilled. That's what, I mean, that's what I'm always aiming to do. And if I find a, a mismatch with, hey, I hired someone who's a junior, but they're clearly doing senior level work, then they get promoted. And that's what you aim to do. And if I have a CTO at my firm, if I'm CEO, I'm with that CTO to do a number of different things and represent the company so that when people come to us, they know they could go bother the CTO first. Like my job is, as a head person is to delegate work all the time. And that's what the CTO does is they are the entry point for a lot of technical related things. Also, at the end of the day, when things go wrong, they're the first call. Does a title solve that? Maybe not, but I do think that people who have been at big companies and never are going to set foot in the CTO role look down a little bit too much on the small business CTO. And I think it's just kind of petty um, the way sometimes that's handled. Sure. But I've also met people that are CTOs that don't know how to code worth one lick, and it doesn't matter either. Like, that's not what their company needs them to do. Because, I mean, if you were a CTO based on your Python knowledge, that would be, that doesn't speak for anything else you do at Aspire EDU. But we know you can code. Right. Right. And, and I've worked for CTOs I did not feel were very technical. Um, And I won't say it was a pleasant experience Um, because you're, you're trying to, I I mean, I'll go ahead and call out the point. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned it previously, but it's been a while. There was a time I worked for a health insurance firm in California 
and the CTO made the decision that due to due to security reasons, number one, that should be the the that should be a red flag right there. <laughs> they were not going to allow any Macintoshes on their Microsoft network. So oh, yeah. we just said that Apple devices can't be allowed on a Microsoft network because they're less secure. Mm-hmm. Now I don't I don't love Apple, but that's that's a that's an incredibly silly statement to make. Um, and what made this even crazier was the fact that we were supporting customers. We were building apps for iPhones. If you know anything about the Apple development space, yeah. you cannot get that done without Macintoshes. Yeah. So that it was a it was a decision made by a, a CTO who did not know the technical space. We wasted many hours fighting it. The compromise was eventually, well, we'll put this virtual Mac on the network so that we can lock it down and you all can do your development on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have you ever done development on a virtual computer before so you log in on your windows computer and then go over the network over to the mac to do all the mac xcode stuff you have to do yeah it wasn't it's a painful it's a painful experience it's not it's it there's no there's no rationale to it so it's just a crystallized example in my head of you've got to have a person in that CTO role who knows who knows the technical side so that they don't make decisions like that. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, it helps a lot when you can have conversations about software engineering and technical development and the at the management level, the yes or no level, they have an idea of what you're talking about. They know they have empathy for everyone on the team in terms of what they do. And they know the, I guess they have experienced the pain of software and technology development because they can truly answer. They can, they can basically give advice and make decisions that have a positive impact. And the folks that just guess at it um, are usually at a disadvantage, and they make uh, uh, political they make political decisions more than right. And that that's the point I was going to make is that this was uh, I can almost envision how this happened, and this would be the network whoever was in charge of the network security said, "Hey, we've got a Microsoft network, and we can't lock down these Macs." So yeah. we need to do something to lock them down. And somebody said, well, let's just get rid of them. And at the, t- at the highest level, there wasn't that curiosity or where there wasn't that knowledge to go, that doesn't sound like the right answer. Let's dig into this a bit more. Um, yeah. it, it just, it, 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 it was, you, you named it a political decision and that's pretty much what it was. It was, the head of security said, we can't do this. So the CTA said, okay, well, we'll, let, we'll just make this, we'll, we'll, we'll issue this fiat without going through the exercise of the ramifications of it. Yeah. And 
It, 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 a little bit of it has to do with people acting selfishly for the, like people acting selfishly, having been being able to bend the ear of that non-technical CTO. Squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of oil thing. Like it's all that. And I've had plenty of technical managers in my career say, I understand the impact of this choice. Your personal, uh, how it affects you personally is only a factor of it. Not the, hey, you, you're the one complaining. I'm going to make your life easy because you talk to me the most or you're the easiest to talk to. Boom, you get your way. That That's where your CTO has to make critical decisions on what will affect the company versus is this a pain in the butt for the IT manager? And yeah. That's a huge deal, but and and I'm I'm not go- and here's here's the thing I'm not perfect in this aspect. Okay, we've got we 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 have decisions we have to make within uh, with Aspire Edu that that are outside my technical knowledge realm. Okay, and and we've come across those before. Whether to bring in Kubernetes for for what we're doing, what yeah. was my answer? My answer wasn't yes or no. My answer was. Let me go do some reading. Let me go do some learning. Let me try and educate myself so I can make a more informed decision. Um, and because and, and this is where we get to the, the to the other side of the CTO role discussion. Because I had the free time that I wasn't coding to go do that, I, I was able to go do some reading and make a decision, make a, a slightly more informed decision without having to take away from time I was supposed to be coding. So we've effectively rewritten the title for this article. Startups shouldn't hire a non-technical CTO <laughs> or a non like, and I know that sounds weird, but if a startup is going to hire a leader in the technical space or make a co-founder out of the technical role, it should be someone that has spent time in their life, has experienced coding, hardware development, product development, um, on that is you know technical level data analysis, that kind of thing. Like it needs to be someone that isn't just I'm in, I'm good I'm the best person in the room with computers, so I therefore get the title. You're looking right. for a technical CTO that can do hands-on and that that's where I get and that's one aspect when I talk to CEOs for small businesses and startups and they're like I'm looking for a hands-on CTO the question I go and ask them is are you saying that because you need to save money are you saying that with a full knowledge of how many people like if you have a, a staff of four or five people you're not managing people and coding that reduces the, the hands-on part. But if they're usually what they say is I already had a non-technical CTO and they couldn't get stuff done. Right. They made a lot of bad decisions and choices. And so that's where I would say he needs to insert one, that one descriptor in the title startups shouldn't hire a non-technical CTO. I would I can blanketly say I think I agree with that. Yeah, but that that completely changes the whole thrust of his of his article. It, it actually drives business to him, so that would have been the smart article to write. Um, yeah, but 
he 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 had a point he wanted to make, and and I get the point he was trying to make. I just I felt it was clumsily made. Yeah. So, anything else along this line? No, I think I think we beat this to death. (laughs) And so we'll talk about another article a year from now by another company that a co-founder who's probably the CTO of their company that says you shouldn't hire CTO and we'll forget we talked about it this time. Oh, you th- you think it, you think it'll be a year. <laughs> well, we're going to wait for a year. We'll see oh, okay. come up in 6 months, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that, I think we're good. All right, man. Talk to you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the CTO Think podcast. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach, licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week. Thank you.